0: Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snoozefest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Meg O'Leary is a certified sleep consultant and founder of A Restful Night. For Meg, being a sleep consultant means changing the lives of families each day by giving them the tools and confidence they need to get their children quality sleep. Meg has always been a sleep enthusiast, and as a mother of three young children, she quickly realized how important A Restful Night is for both parent and child. Meg received her certification from the Center for Pediatric Sleep Management and uniquely combines her expertise in sleep with 15 years of leadership as a marketing executive coaching large global teams at American Express. Working with Meg means you'll get the best combination of parent, sleep enthusiast, and coach. Meg resides in Westchester County, New York with her husband and three children. She supports families both locally and virtually all over the world. Meg, welcome. I'm so pumped to be chatting with you today.
1: Hi, Jane. Thank you. I'm glad to be here as well. So before we
0: get started, tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a sleep consultant. And I guess I'm wondering what made you want to jump into this field.
1: Yeah, so um, as you mentioned in my bio, I have three young children of my own. So I have a five year old, a three year old, and an eighteen month old. Um, my journey with loving sleep, you know, started way before I had kids. I was always like, you know, very conscious of my own sleep habits. I remember being pregnant with my first daughter and my husband saying, you're going to be the best mom as long as you're rested. And I was like, okay, great. So anyway, Fiona was born and I kind of dove into it as a new mom, you know, reading all the books and following all the blogs. And I quickly got her sleeping independently. I think like unbeknownst to me, I sleep trained her, but I didn't even realize really what I was doing. And then we um, we got pregnant with my second, You know, had her about 16 months later and bam, I like did it again. And I was just, you know, everyone would look at me like, you're so lucky you have these great sleepers. And I'd be like, no, I I actually really worked on it. You know, like from day one, we've just been practicing getting them down and, you know, focusing on good rhythm and all the things I coach parents on now. And then um, many, you know, COVID hit, the pandemic hit, and life took a little bit of a turn for me. I was, as you mentioned in my bio, I was working. Um, I was working in the business travel sector at Amex. And you know, the industry took quite a hit. And I was offered the opportunity to um, leave the company on my own terms. I was pregnant with my third at the time. And so I left, I had my baby, I took some time off. And my husband and I were kind of like, Alright, well, what's next for me? Like, he knew I wanted to be a working mom. I knew I wanted to be a working mom. But you know there was something about like corporate marketing and just this concept of like a 9 to 5 that just didn't feel right or organic for me just given where my family was at that time and we kind of together were doing like a lot of soul searching and we just kept coming back to like I'm so good at this like I love helping friends and you know I love knowing that my kids sleep that's when I connected with you if you remember um Jumped into the course and, you know, like built on all the books I had read, all the blogs I, you know, you know, had dove into and, you know, became certified and, you know, launched my business shortly thereafter. So I think it was a combination of things. It was like just interest and passion, but more importantly, like, you know, just some different, you know, drivers in the market that led me to this. But, you know, it's great. I'm happy I'm here. Yeah, I'm happy you're
0: here too. Uh, I was looking back and and you actually, you finished your certification in July of 2021 and you launched your business in September of that same year. And then literally seven months later, April, 2022, uh, you were ready to expand your team, which is crazy and awesome. Uh, what did your business look like at that time? And how did you know that it was the right time to bring someone on board?
1: yeah so I mean, it, it was kind of crazy. Um, I look back and I mean, I never thought I would be where I am now a year ago, to be completely frank. Um, it's been an incredible journey. Um, yeah, when I launched in September, I was doing a lot of you know pro bono work. It was, you know, helping local families and just trying to get my footing. and then I started to um you know charge for my services, but, you know, charge a discounted rate, again, as I was sort of trying to get my brand developed and get my experience. Um, and then by, you know, October, like kind of, you know, soft launch was over, I was all in, I was, you know, servicing clients. And by January of 2022, I was on average, you know, supporting six to nine clients at a time. And I remember January being a very stressful month for me, because I had this client load I was managing. But Also, I was still a new business owner. I mean, I was only, you know, less than six months in and there were still these demands around building my marketing channels and establishing, um, you know, different relationships and all the other things that went on. And so I kind of had this, you know, aha moment that I was like, I need some help. And so for me, I was like, okay, I can outsource this, I can outsource that. But I love the business side. I love that part of like my role and of course I love supporting families as well and so for me it really made sense to say you know what let me bring on someone who can help me with the client services side who knows the sleep you know knows how to sleep train knows how um to support families and then hopefully that will fill up you know free up some time for me to do all these business things and and keep the pipeline going and keep business building going so um you know that was for me kind of what it and then a lot of steps I've taken in my business. I was kind of very like deliberate. Like this aha moment happened in January, but it took me really three months to get the right person and sort of you know set myself up to bring this person on, which then happened in April.
0: Yeah, I think when when you're successfully growing a business as a solopreneur, it can feel really hard to trust another person to help you grow. Uh, personally, I've struggled with that. I don't have anybody on my team <laughs> helping me to grow because I can't seem to find it in myself to trust anybody else to help me to grow. Um, So I guess I'm going to ask you, like, what things did you consider when you were looking to add another consultant to your team? And how did
1: you, how did you
0: like mentally deal with that?
1: Yeah, no, it's really hard. You know, it's like our baby, you know, it's like, you grew this, you know, you found it, you grew it, it's, it's yours. And so um, you know, bringing on someone meant giving up a tiny piece of that control, like you've said, and it was definitely something I thought long and hard about. Um, You know, for me, the things that most time, you know, deliberating and considering were, you know, number one, like, what is the purpose of me bringing this person on? Like, you know, what am I looking to achieve? So for me, at that time, it wasn't about like scaling or making more money. It was really about freeing up my time so that, I could pour more of my energy into the things I knew would build my business longer term. Like I said, like the marketing channels and all of that. Hold um, on. I want to stop
0: so, you there for a second. Yeah. Cause
1: like that is so interesting what you just said. You said like
0: it wasn't to scale, like it wasn't to grow your income, but then like you also said that it was to position yourself to like set yourself up. So it was almost like it was to scale, but not with like a, a money drive. It was to scale because you have this passion to grow, right? Yeah. Am I understanding that right? Because I think that's really an important distinction um, that like sometimes, and I think the best way to grow is actually to grow, I mean, this is gonna sound really cheesy, but like to grow from the heart, to grow from like passion rather than to try and just like reach a higher number in your bank account, right? And like, I think what you just articulated was exactly
1: that, like, you said you weren't trying to scale, but like you were setting yourself up to scale. Yeah. I mean, and this again, like so much of what I bring to my business comes from my 15 years of corporate marketing and strategy, right? Like you have to think to what is like, what is the third, like what is three steps ahead that you want to get to? So for me, this was one step in getting three steps forward. So it, it was all about a long-term play, 100%. Like, yes, of course, I want to scale my business. I want to help more families. I want to, you know, grow my revenue. But at the end of the day, you also have to remember, like, you have to invest time and you have to invest money to get there. So for me, this was like a stepping stone, right? So that was like the purpose was, like I said, to free up my time, Um the second thing was really about my brand like you know how do i maintain the brand of a restful night when i bring someone else on i spent a ton of time in those early months of business development working with you know working with a marketing strategist to kind of build out my brand what do i stand for um and so i wanted to make sure that with this move to like adding someone else that it wouldn't change what i what i what i stood for in the market and that i was prepared across you know, all aspects of my business to answer that question. Right? So I would say that was one thing. And then the last thing was like, what I need to do to make myself as comfortable as possible with this change. And, um, you know, like you said, change is hard, right? Especially when it's your baby and it's your business. So, um, you know, like anything, we can't control everything, but there are things within the chaos that you can control. And so that's what I was sort of focusing on you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about, okay, what changes do I need to make to my process? Or, um, you know, how do I make sure that I have visibility into things so that my clients are getting the great service that I know I give them, but when I'm not the one doing it, how do I make sure? So, you know, at the end of the day, I would say those were the three big things that I kept coming back to. And as long as I was feeling comfortable with those, I knew I could kind of like keep moving forward and keep moving forward. And so far, I've seen it like it's been great so far. And having someone you know not only to be a colleague of mine under, under my business umbrella but also to be someone to you know throw ideas at and you know brainstorm cases and how to help families it, it's it's there's tons of benefits
0: i think that bringing someone on and maintaining your own brand identity is like really challenging and frankly really impressive that you've been able to achieve that because you know at least you know i'm just going to speak about my own business cuz that's what i know people don't say, you know, you should hire a snooze fest or you should even enroll in CPSM, people say take Jane's course, right? Mm-hmm. So like, at least for me, my entire brand is wrapped up in my own identity. And I think it's really, frankly, very impressive that you've figured out a way to create a brand that's beyond your own name, your own face, and your own personality, because. I don't know, like that just feels really impressive to me um and and props to you for figuring that out um and and I guess you had some help figuring that out, and you hi- you hired somebody to help you figure that out and navigate it and it's it's really impressive,
1: yeah, and I think you know this is not us this is not us talking about branding, but you know, I'm a marketer, so I'll throw the branding plug in here, but I think think about a brand, like a logo, right? Like, oh, I'm going to brand my company and my logo is going to look like this. Like, that's not your brand, right? Your brand is like what your customers feel when they work with you. It's what process for them looks like. It's what the output looks like. You know, it's, it's your, it's your mission. It's your value propositions, all these things, you know, boiled together. Of course, there's a logo that people recognize you for, but you know, that's what for me, is most important. And, you know, I know, we're probably going to talk more about like, you know, what do I look for and all of these things. But, you know, for me, that's most important, like, it needs to be the restful night experience, whether you're working with me, or you're working with my colleague, Sarah, or whoever else may join my team down the line.
0: Yeah. So so on that note, what sort of traits or characteristics were you looking for? When you decided to bring somebody on? Was there sort of like a personality type that you had in mind,
1: or even just like an image, is that fair to even ask? Yeah, I mean, I think those are all fair images. I mean, I, you know, having worked for fifteen years, I've hired a ton of people over the course of my 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 career, um, and I always hire people who have skill, but more importantly, have ambition and have like good energy to like learn and grow. Right? Like for me, you can tell right off the bat when you speak to someone whether you're gonna they're going to click, whether they're going to jive with your philosophies, etc. So I think like all things aside, like you have to click with the people that you're working with. And that's the only way you're going to make it work. You have to trust each other, you have to, you know, want to have coffee with this person, right? Like, that's, that's important. So, you know, I'm not looking for a particular image or anything, but I do think personality, you know, plays a big role. Um, You know, other things that I was looking for, plug for CPSM. But like, for me, that was very important that whoever worked work with me and work under my brand, um, be certified in the same program that I was certified in. Uh, and that we could be talking the same talk and applying the same methods and, you know, having the same philosophies. That's that's part of what I talk to parents about on discovery calls and how I explain how our team works. And I, I lead with that I lead that we are you know, we are the same, we're under the same certification, like we're, we're, we're doing the same work. It's just about who's leading your day to day program. So that was that was for sure important. Um, You know, passion, like wanting to help parents as much as I do, you know, not approaching every family the same, like really, you know, taking the time to listen and become part of their family for those two weeks that you're helping them. Um, and, And work ethic, you know, like I said, in the beginning, like, I think you can sniff out a hard worker, like pretty quickly, Um, if you've interviewed enough people in your life, and you've hired people, you can tell pretty quickly. And so I work really hard at this, like, this is my full time job, and I pour a lot into it. And I don't expect someone working for me to maybe have that same, you know, drive every single day, but I need them to show up when I need them to show up. And so, you know, those are things that I'm looking for, you know, I want someone to treat the business like it's their own, because they care so much. Yeah. How has um
0: how has your experience bringing somebody on to your team changed the way that you do business? If you can like think back to the way that you used to operate as a solopreneur and now you're a team, like what does that look like day to day or or week to week, month to month?
1: Yeah, I wasn't doing it that long by myself, so that I guess that was in my uh, I guess that was an advantage cuz I hadn't, you know, created too many like concrete systems that I needed to change, um, but I would say that workflow is for sure something that's changed as I think about you know it being just beyond me. Um, so I had to take a real close look at my processes and the workflow, and you know figure out okay what needs to change. Like what do I need to keep control of, and you know where do I need to maybe. Um, modify things so that I have good visibility. I use Honeybook, which is um, a customer relationship management platform for everything. And so um, you know that as a tool has been instrumental in terms of you know me being able to see what's going on, manage the pipeline, and make sure that clients are getting you know similar communication. So um, so that so workflow has definitely been been a big piece. You know, personally, when you think about the workflow, I handle all of the discovery calls. So that's something that I choose as part of my workflow to always direct to me because I find that it's really helpful for me to see the types of families that are coming through, um, be able to kind of like, which program is going to be best for them based on what I hear. And then also, you know, tee up who may be the best consultant for them to work with and manage the pipeline that way based on, you know, caseload and, you know, technique or or availability. So um, that's an example of something that I've like deliberately kept in my wheelhouse so that I'm kind of overseeing that. And then I would say the second thing that's changed quite a bit from me to we is like the pitch, right? Like the here's what we stand for. And so, you know, like you said, right, like everyone knows you as like Jane Havens, like, and so everything before on Sarah, who's, you know, who works with me was very like, No, me, 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 like I, 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 Meg, Meg, Meg. And so I had to make a very conscious effort, my, you know, in communicating about what we do, but also in my marketing materials, like my website and other places, to change all of that to very, you know, we, we, we and our team. And um, you know, for me it's incredibly important to make sure that when I'm on that discovery call with a parent know in full transparency, that someone else could be servicing them, right? I don't want it to feel like a bait and switch, right? Like you connected with me, and all of a sudden I pass you off to someone else on my team. That's not what it's about. And so I've had to change a lot about how I think about that discovery call, both in terms of how I position it and sort of how I talk about how we're set up to support that.
0: Yeah, do you find that certain families, like they talk to you and they only want to work with you because they spoke to you or? have you successfully figured out, have you mastered that where you can sort of have a great conversation with a parent and then just sort of gently nudge them right over towards working with Sarah and that works just fine?
1: Yeah. I mean, I can honestly say I haven't, you know, I think um, there are certainly parents that will say like, Hey, I'd love to work with you if you're available. And you know, my availability is oftentimes farther out than maybe Sarah's availability. And so, you know, I think there's trade offs with everything, right? Like some parents will say, like, I'll wait. And other parents will say, like, I'm just excited to work with your company. And I know you guys are great. So who's next and available? Um, So I always equate it to like, you know, going to get your haircut, right? Like, if you go to get your haircut, and you end up working with the owner of the salon, like, you may have to wait longer to get that appointment, right? Or you may have to pay a little bit of a premium for them to cut your hair. It doesn't mean you're going to get a bad haircut if you go and get your hair cut by, you know, Susie, but it just means like, you know, you may be wanting to wait for someone else. So I kind of equate it the same way, but um, generally speaking, I've, you know, I've never been hit with that, I guess, you know, rebuttal or whatever, you know, like, right. Um, But I feel like, I'm so confident on my discovery call that whether it be me or Sarah can service them in the same exact capacity, that it never feels like a hurdle to me to overcome. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And I would imagine that actually, now that you've built a team, this is something that we actually didn't talk about offline at all. But I would imagine that to some degree, it's just giving your business as a whole more credibility, right? Like you've established this company. You're not just some person that sleep trains babies and toddlers but you have you have a company and you have somebody under you working for you and i would imagine that that uh positions you to probably close easier.
1: Yeah, i mean i think we're definitely getting more exposure without a doubt. You know, i think um you know like we have two networks working for us now as well, right? Like the it's you know the more you grow the the more opportunity you have to reach people. So um so, yeah, I mean, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how things pan out over the next several years. Right. Like I've mastered kind of what's working now, but I'm sure in a couple of months, like something may change. I may need to think about something different. I think that's like part of being a business owner who's got a team underneath them. You kind of have to be ready to pivot at any any point in the game. Let's talk about growing pains um, and just like pros and cons
0: of being a solopreneur versus having a team. Um, I feel like you've talked a lot about the things that are working really well, but have there been growing pains? Are there things that have been really hard as you've, as you've taken on somebody else to work with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, like you know, we talked about the pros, right? Like, I mean, the biggest pro of all is, you know, having more people to do the work, right? And being able to hopefully increase and broaden the impact that we have, um, i would say less cons more considerations if we can call them that right because like i truly haven't seen all right like you know i went into this very deliberately and if i thought there was a downfall i probably would have like maybe tapped the brakes a little but i would say um you know the biggest consideration has been um i think two parts one is it's an investment of time to bring someone on right like I can only expect someone on my team to be as successful as the time I've put into them, Right. And so it's not like they start on a Monday and on Tuesday you're handing them their client and you're saying like, see you. Right. Like I spend a lot of time making sure that, you know, we're in sync on processes and like we're meeting weekly to talk about cases and how things are going. So, um, I went into this thinking like, Oh, I'm going to have so much time now that I have someone new on to do all this like marketing stuff I want to do and, um, you know, spend time business building. And the reality is like demand increase when I brought on someone. So I actually haven't seen time yet. So like, I'm hoping to get there or that I can bring on someone else so I can get there. Um, you know, I would say the other, the other consideration is just that like, I have a second job now, like not only am I, business owner or third job, I guess I'm business owner, I'm a sleep consultant, but now I'm actually like a boss, right? Like I need to prioritize making time for the people who are working for me so that they feel important and that they feel supported. And so yes, I'm trying to find time, but I also have to give time. So like, I think that's the biggest hurdle for me. And like, you know, making sure that you continue to see your return on time over time, right like that you get you get what you're looking for and that's why I think in the beginning of doing all this, it was so important for me to be like, okay, what is my goal right and like what is my goal in bringing someone on and so that I can make sure I'm inching my way towards that
0: yeah so so let's talk next steps are you are you planning to expand further?
1: It sounds like maybe you are <laughs> yes I mean, I think any good well I don't I shouldn't say any good, but I think like you know, if you're an aspiring small business owner who maybe one day wants to be like a mid sized business owner, you're constantly looking to to grow. So yeah. So um I would love to be able to bring on, you know, a third sleep consultant on the team at some point. You know, I you know, at this point we have a wait list, right? Like we're booking, like I'm booking three weeks out. Sarah's booking a week and a half out. Like we're not, you know, able to turn around a client in a couple of days. And you know, there's pros and cons to that. But I think it tells me something that like, we are growing, we just need to figure out how to do more. Um. So I guess with that, I would say, if you're listening to this podcast and you know, you're someone that's passionate about sleep and teaching infants and toddlers how to do this, um you know, but you're not someone who wants to own a business, you know, I, I, my message to you is be like, there's ways to do it, like without having to be someone who's bogged down in the, you know, admin side of like accounting and marketing and all of those things that go along with it. So, um, you know, you can be an incredible business, you can be an incredible sleep consultant and not have to be a business owner, right. And so, yes, I have ambitions of growing my team um over the next year and broadening the impact that we can have and you know I think you know our relationship Jane is one of these ones where it's like you know I want to do this and so you're always looking for like you know who could be someone that would connect with me and that would may want to be on our team and so um you know hopefully if anyone's listening to this and and is connecting to that message um you know of course I'd love to talk to them and and see where they're at in their process and it's something that um you know, down the line, we we can stay connected and make work. Yeah, you know, I always have my eyes out for you, and, <laughs> and I
0: hope I hope that somebody is listening and and fits the bill because uh, you've really sort of taken this and ran with it, and you've positioned yourself to grow really really quickly, and yet still like have a control over your process and your messaging and your your business as a whole. And I think that that's really impressive because I also know what it's like to grow really quickly. And sometimes I feel like I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall and then cleaning it up and then throwing more spaghetti at the wall. So um, sounds like you have really great systems in place and it's, it's super impressive.
1: I think that's like a style thing too, though, Jane, like, like, that's your style. Like you're, you've grown so much too, but like you're a little bit more like, you know, like, let's see if this works and like, you know, I do a little bit of that, but in a very controlled environment. Do you know what I mean? So I think there's like, that's also a message to people, which is like, you know, both ways can work, right?
0: Yeah, I I think that that's really what's amazing about entrepreneurship is that there's no one right way to be successful. And I think when you're really committed to showing up authentically as yourself, um, that's really when the magic happens. And, you know, for you, I think that's way more methodical and organized. (laughs) And for me, it's like, what should I do today (laughs) and and see how it goes, you know, and, and it all, it all can work. Um, and, and I guess with that being said, I would love to ask you like what you think, what you think sets those apart that, that make it from those that don't. I've asked this on the podcast before to other sleep consultants, and I'm wondering what your take on this is. Um, you know, I, I train many, many people to become sleep consultants. Um, some of them knock it out of the park and others never really get their footing. Um, and, and I wonder what is that? Like what's the difference between those that figure it out and those that don't?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I think like, like you have to want it. Like that is like, you know, for me, that's, that's everything. Like it's been everything since I was like a junior level in corporate marketing. Like you have to want it. You have to know what your next step is. Um, I think self-drive is a big piece, right? Like, I don't have a boss telling me like, great job. Like you did awesome today. Like I have to find that in, you know, the family that got a great night's sleep or the Google review that posted or my husband being like, you did awesome this month, right? Like, you know, you have to be self-driven to continue to motivate yourself and show up every day. Um, I think being flexible and nimble is important too, right? Like I am like, Consultant, I'm a therapist for parents, I'm an accountant, I'm marketing, I'm you know, like you have to be able to wear a lot of hats and you have to be nimble, right? Like, I'm not good at everything, but I know who to go to if I need help, right? And so, I think, like, I think people who struggle oftentimes get bogged down and like, I have to do it all myself and I have to be good at doing it all. And the reality is, like, I'm gonna be right, like, you have to know where to go for your help. So, you know, people can be successful in a variety. And I think, you know, I listened to your podcast um, with Kelly Knoll the other day. And what she said really resonated with me. And just like, you know, success is different for everyone. Right. And like, I think that's important, too. Is like, you know, what, what does it look like? Right? It's not always a dollar amount. It's not always, you know, um, how many families you're servicing, it can be something different. So Um, I think it's important to understand what that success is. But I think what makes people different is like that vision and that ambition to get to that goal.
0: Yeah. And to your point that like success looks different for different people, I think that 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 really is an important point to drive home. Um, You know, when I think about Kelly, just to use that same example, she truly loves what she does. Like Mm -hmm. she truly like loves supporting families and she loves having that little pocket money and and as she always says it fills her cup you know and if yeah. your work if your work doesn't fill your cup then like you're going to go fill your cup with other stuff right um you know i think we are sort of programmed to do what we like to do most right like you choose the things that feel easiest or most fun or most exciting and the things that feel hard like we have to do those things in order to be successful And you can either just like plow through and do them or you can outsource them. But if if the things that feel hard are a true roadblock that sort of stop you in your tracks, then I think that's where a lot of people get really stuck is like, you know, it could be the tiniest little thing. It could be not being able to figure out how to make a sleep plan that they feel really proud of. Right. Yeah. Um, And for what it's worth. I used to send my sleep plans in the body of an email until like actually very recently, I didn't have like a pretty document that I shared. My document's still not that pretty. It just has my logo as a header and that's it. Um, You too, you too. (laughs) Um, So like, I don't have this over the top, beautiful document that I'm sharing, uh, but that doesn't stop me from sending really valuable, well thought out, well articulated information you know, I think some people would feel like, Oh, I can't send out this document because it looks like junk. And so I'm just not going to do this, you know, and, and people get stuck on the silliest things. And you have to just, you either have to do it messy, or you have to hire someone to help you do it in a way that looks a little
1: prettier. Yeah. Uh, But either way, you got to get it done, right? Yep. And I think we're all our own worst critic, right? Like, You know, at the end of the day, like people want to just sleep. They don't care if you give them a pretty document or if you give them a Word document that's a well thought out plan that you're going to guide them through. Like at the end of the day, they just want to sleep. So it doesn't really matter. You want to know it's so
0: funny. You want to know it's so funny. The other day, I sent my sleep plan to uh, a new client, little uh, six month old baby, wrote my sleep plan. It was great, it was written great. It looked just like the way all my sleep plans look. And my client actually reformatted it for me. (laughs) And she sent it back. And she was like, Hey, I hope you don't take offense. But like, I just had some time. So I reformatted this to look more in line with your branding and your website. And it was great. I was like, "Uh, like, what else can you do for me? (laughs) And, And what's funny is what's funny is it's beautiful. But I actually like don't know how to recreate it because I'm not tech savvy. So like, I love it. And it's saved to my desktop. And if I can figure out how to like do it again, I will. But it's not going to stop me. And I'm just going to keep doing it my normal way until I don't know, probably forever, unless I want (laughs) to like hire her as my VA and she can change all of them for me. I don't know. Um, But you know, you just have to go with what works for you, you know, and I can't, you can't let the little things stop you in your tracks, I think.
1: This is
0: so true. um before we before we wrap up uh tell everybody where they can find you um social media website if people want to connect with you to learn more about working for you uh yeah give us the scoop where can everybody find you
1: yeah so um the uh instagram handle is a restful night um i am at arrestfulnight.com that's our website um so you can always reach out on facebook as well um but yeah Love, uh, love to connect with anyone who, um, you know, has any questions about what it's like to just do the work, not necessarily the business side of it. Um, But this has been great. I'm, you know, you know, I love sharing my story, Jane. So thanks for um, giving me this opportunity to, to talk to your audience.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.